the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for listening to 98.9 FM, The Answer, The Bruce Hooley Show. I'm Jack Windsor, Editor-in-Chief of the Ohio Press Network, filling in for Bruce. And don't forget, you can call me anytime, 844-TALK-989. That's 844-825-5989. You had some great questions yesterday, and you might have some more today, particularly after this next interview. Uh, ben Flowers is a partner at Ashbrook Byrne and Kresge LLC. He's an accomplished litigator with experience briefing, arguing, and winning in high-stakes cases in courts throughout the country. Now, before joining Ashbrook Byrne and Kresge, Ben served as Ohio's 10th Solicitor General. Now, in that role, he regularly represented the state of Ohio before the Supreme Court of the United States, the United States Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit, and the Supreme Court of Ohio. Now, most prominently, you may remember, in National Federation of Independent Business versus Department of Labor, Ben led a multi-state challenge to OSHA's vaccine mandate ultimately prevailing before the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, ben Flowers, thank you for carving out time this morning and joining us on The Bruce Hooley Show. How are you, sir? Of course. Thanks for having me on and doing well. Excellent. Well, uh, so first of all, uh, I'm going to ask you a silly question because I, I had to look it up. Give us your 30 second on what, what, what the heck does a solicitor general do? I, I kind of described it, but just kind of remind our, our, our listeners. The solicitor general is the top uh, appeals lawyer for the government. So uh, as Ohio's state solicitor general, I uh, worked for the attorney general and represented the state, as you said, in the U.S. Supreme Court at the at courts of appeals and the federal system and then at the Supreme Court of Ohio. So it's pretty fair to say that you probably understand the U.S. Constitution, the state constitution and the Ohio Revised Code. And you're probably not just throwing darts blindfolded when you say something. Is that, is that fair to say? Yeah, I, th- I do my best. OK, well, and that's why, by the way, in, in full transparency, I'm scrolling through Twitter on Saturday. I published an article that really answered the misinformation the Associated Press had purveyed with respect to issue one the day that early voting, in-person voting began in Ohio on the matter. And I released that on Saturday. Lo and behold, the same day, here comes another headline from them. Misinformation targeting a reproductive rights measure in Ohio's fall ballot is appearing in an unusual place, the official website of the Republican-controlled state Senate. And they talk about misinformation. And here, and then all of a sudden I see Ben Flowers says, wait a minute, AP publishes misinformation when it labels misinformation um, the claim that issue one would legalize abortion on demand at any stage of pregnancy. I've been saying that for a long time, and you said that I want, okay, I'm not crazy. So first of all, w- what made you stand out publicly and say, hold, hold the press, stop the press as AP? Um, you're you're kind of in the business of misinformation here. What made you do that? Uh, you expect some degree of deception from people advocating for for an issue like issue one. That's not shocking. What is shocking is to have the press uh, 
help them in that endeavor to, to try to deceive the public about what's actually uh, in the amendment. And it's pretty clear on its face, as you said, that the amendment would allow abortion uh, all the way up until birth. Um, and their claim that that is somehow misinformation is just flagrantly wrong. And I don't see how anyone in good faith could think otherwise. So let me, um, and, I, and I, I'm a little cautious to do this with somebody, with a litigator who's, who's as talented as you are and, and even puts you on the spot, but get us there because one of the, I call them red, uh, excuse me, red straw, uh, straw man arguments or red herring arguments. One of the things we hear is that's not what's in the amendment. The amendment doesn't say that. In fact, the amendment says that you can't abort after viability. So how do you get there? If, if you want our listeners to really understand, how do you go from there to there with a bridge? What is that bridge? Sure. So let me just, I'll just read you the text because okay. I think that's the starting point. So it says abortion may be prohibited after fetal viability. So if you stop there, it sounds like, okay, after the, after the child is viable, after it could live outside the womb, you can no longer uh, perform an abortion. The problem is that the amendment continues. And the next sentence says, but in no case may such an abortion be prohibited if in the professional judgment of the pregnant patient's treating physician, it is necessary to protect the pregnant patient's life or health. So what that does is it says that the, the doctor, the, the patient's treating physician, gets to determine themselves without review from anybody else whether the abortion is necessary to protect the pregnant's life or health. And in this context, health will be interpreted almost certainly to mean not just physical health, but also mental health, depression, and things of that nature. And so when you put that all together, it's a prohibition, but the prohibition comes with an exception that doctors can unilaterally choose to avail themselves of. So let me give you an analogy. Okay. If there were a speed limit uh, in, on, on a 315 in Columbus of 65 miles an hour, but it said, except that if in your judgment you can drive at a safer speed, you're free to do so, that would not in any meaningful sense be a speed limit because everybody would have the power to decide for themselves they could drive at a faster speed. This is similar in that, yes, it purports to allow prohibitions at a certain stage, but it allows every doctor to decide for themselves that they, they're going to opt out of that prohibition. And a prohibition you can decide not to follow isn't a prohibition. Yeah, it's not a, in, in the analogy of a speed limit sign it's it's not a speed limit it's a speed suggestion and so here exactly. we're getting a suggestion uh, by way of an amendment and and by the way uh i i believe right now in ohio in the event of having to terminate a pregnancy late term i, I believe that there has to be like a second doctor that writes off or checks off on that decision and that doctor can't be related to the first doctor in, in, in forms of practice. This takes that away, right? This gives a unilateral, full authority power to, say, a, a Planned Parenthood doctor. Right. Any, the physician themselves can determine for themselves, and there's no ability to review that later, uh, that an abortion is necessary. And particularly when you think about the breadth of health here, where health can mean mental health, uh, that's uh, that's going to be quite easy for any doctor to come up with some reason to justify their actions. But again, even if they can't come up with a good justification, if they mouth those words and say, I determined it was necessary, the state's not going to be able to hold them accountable. So when people go, well, you're guessing that that's what health will mean. My understanding is, and, and I can't wait for you to weigh in on this, health is an ambiguous term not fi defined in the amendment. So then when it's not defined, you have to rely on legal precedent or case law. And my understanding is the Supreme Court has already said that health does mean when it's not defined mental health, and it can mean a host of other types of health. Is that accurate? Yeah, a couple, a couple of things. The U.S. Supreme Court has said that. 
Uh, number two, you can rest assured that once in the event this passes, that the doctors who wish to perform these abortions are going to make that exact same argument that they made for years in the federal system. And then even putting that aside, though, even if it were limited to physical health, it still wouldn't be a limit because the doctors would still have the ability to decide on their own, not subject to any review, that the abortion was necessary. There's no means for reviewing that determination later. So that doesn't get him anywhere. You then said, uh, and I'm going back to your tweet, the article seems to suggest that doctors will not in fact, provide such services, but even if that were true, a fact they couldn't know, it's irrelevant to the question whether doing so would be legal. And what you're saying is, basically, um, the argument is, well, they, they wouldn't abort, they wouldn't provide services well beyond the viability in late pregnancy, but you're saying that's a red herring argument. Got about a minute. Um, why does that matter for, for consideration of this amendment? Well, I, number one is just, even if that were true, it wouldn't it wouldn't change the fact that the AP is incorrect when they say these abortions that everyone seems to think uh, are terrible would be allowed, right? So what they describe as misinformation is, in fact, not misinformation. Second, I, I don't know where they get the confidence to say this just will not happen. Um, we have a federal partial birth abortion ban, not because those abortions weren't happening, but because they were happening. And I recommend that everyone listening to this go look up the Supreme Court's decision in Gonzalez v. Carhartt. Uh, and look at the procedures that are prohibited by that federal law, which were actually happening, which were actually de- uh, described uh, by doctors who perform these procedures, uh, and, and see for yourself what's, what, what actually was happening before such procedures were prohibited. So if they're allowed again under this amendment, there's really no reason to be confident that those procedures will not be taking place once again. He is Ben Flowers, and he is the former 10th uh, Solicitor General for the state of Ohio. Mr. Flowers, thank you for joining us today on The Bruce Willis Show and sharing some extremely important information. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening to 98.9 FM, The Answer, The Bruce Willis Show, Jack Windsor, filling in for Bruce Willis. Uh, more on the other side of this break. Hey, welcome back into the Bruce Woolley Show, coming to you live from Studio 4 in Columbus, 98.9 FM, The Answer. And uh, we just got some great answers from Ohio's 10th Solicitor General, Ben Flowers. Now, they're not great in their implications, they're great in their technical truth. And if you didn't get to listen to that interview, I'm going to suggest that you get over to 989theanswer.com. Search The Bruce Holy Show, and under podcasts, make sure that you click on, download, listen to, share the conversation I just had with attorney Ben Flowers. We were buttressed by this article from the Associated Press that claims there's misinformation running rampant on Ohio Issue 1 that, if it passes, would permit limitless abortion, abortion to birth. And Flowers said that's technically exactly what it does. He went a step further and said, it's really a straw man argument when you say, well, even if those abortions are permitted, they're not going to happen. And he brought receipts like good attorneys do. He pointed to Gonzalez versus Carhartt as a landmark, landmark decision of the U.S. Supreme Court 
that upheld the Partial Birth Abortion Ban Act of 2003. Why is that important? Because in the case is evidence that it was going on. You can go back and listen to interviews I did with uh, some folks last week, two weeks ago rather, on the art exhibition still going on in the short north titled Evidence. And it is a picture gallery of what was uncovered at Kermit Gosnell's death mill when he was in Philadelphia performing late-term abortions. So legally they went on, and the Carhartt, or Gonzalez v. Carhartt case spells that out. Uh, People like Gosnell prove it out, and at the end of the day, it's a straw man argument because the 10th Solicitor General just said, issue one would allow abortion on demand to birth. Hard stop. Hey, um, we've had a lot of uh, stuff going on that's been serious here the first uh, hour of the show. So I want to lighten it up a little bit. Uh, I don't know if you follow <laughs> follow the the Babylon Bee, but the Bee published something today that I just I can't stop laughing about it. Uh, the title is, and of course, the picture is. Um, the, the Texas Rangers celebrating after they won the World Series last night. And the headline, and of course, by the way, the B is a, a satire site. The headline is, God rewards only team that doesn't have a pride night with a World Series win. <laughs> oh, man, I could I could just hear the heads of, of progressives uh, exploding all over radio land right now. Um, that's just funny stuff to me. That's really funny stuff to me. Um. And by the way, the, the the true part of that is that the Rangers refused to display the pride flags. They refused to amend and alter their logo with the LGBTQ plus pride movement activism stuff that a lot of organizations, even the Major League Baseball team formerly known as the Cleveland Indians, I will not say that name, uh, they're, they're all in hook, line, and sinker. Uh, interestingly enough, they're owned by a family whose son is running for U.S. Senate on the Republican side of the aisle. So if you think progressive activism hasn't uh, seeped into the Republican side, you're dead wrong. So thank you, Babylon B, for for quite a laugh. Uh, so I want to unpack something quickly. We've got just a few minutes here. I don't know if you saw this yesterday. This is this is a pretty deep, convoluted article uh, that ties back to not only today's issue one, but the effort back in August. Do you remember when people were trying to make sure that it would require 60% to amend our state constitution? Well, I wrote a story uh, that traced some of that money back to a group that was funded by a foreign national, a Swiss billionaire, Kind of a George Soros type figure, which, by the way, that same organization funds one of the tabloids in Columbus that purports to be uh, a journal of state house goings on when, in fact, they're they're uh, propagators and purveyors of progressive activism that parades as news. Um, but I digress. The headline is same dark money bankrolling anti-Israel pro Hamas <clears throat> BS. Um is pushing Ohio abortion amendment. That's uh, business and politics. Now, Fox published the same report that 
On Ohio Issue 1, a network of left-wing groups that have also poured more than $10 million into anti-Israel causes, that dark money group, with, by the way, alleged ties to leftist mega-donor George Soros, they've been backing anti-Israel, pro-Hamas groups, and dropping millions into the pro-abortion efforts in the state of Ohio. Fox News reported that recent filings reviewed by their digital news team show that uh, the progressive 1630 fund, that's the fund that I wrote about a few months back, that heartily supplied cash to the effort to keep the constitutional amendment requirement at 50% plus one voter. Why did they do that? Because they wanted to pass this and they want to pass several, several others. But I digress. So um, the 1630 fund is a Washington, D.C.-based group that is tied to Arabella Advisors Consulting. Um, And they sent at least $5.4 million to Ohioans United for Reproductive Rights Committee to support Ohio's constitutional amendment, which is what we're talking about, issue one. The campaign also received $3.5 million from the George Soros-backed Open Society Policy Center, Fox News reported on Wednesday. So you have the 1630 Fund, which is uh, a liberal dark money group that's tied to uh, Hans-Jörg Wies, or Hans Weiss, or Wies, however you want to pronounce it. We did a report on that that the uh, Ohio Attorney General's office is currently investigating with respect to the last election. Uh, and now they're, they're dumping money uh, into issue one alongside George Soros. Now, if you don't know who George Soros is, I, I would encourage you to go out to Google, type in George Soros and type in, I don't know, New York Times. George Soros is not shy. They ship his salt. Yeah, that ship he's talking about is progressivism, Marxism, one world order. That's what he's about. So when people say to you that issue one is simply about codifying Roe v. Wade, it's simply about uh, protecting a woman's reproductive rights. And when they clamored in August about out-of-state dark money coming in to try to increase the level required to amend the Constitution, you go, well, wait a minute. No, you're actually the group that got dark money from foreign nationals and George Soros, the guy that wants one world order. Ohioans, wake up. Wake up and wake your neighbors up. Wake your friends up. Heck, wake your enemies up because you might have something in common called America, a representative constitutional republic and sanity. Get out to the polls. Take 10 people with you and vote no on issue one. More on the other side of this break on The Bruce Woolley Show, 98.9 FM, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.